Amen. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. My name is Pastor Tony Knight. I bring you greetings live from Christ Community Church of Violet, New Jersey. Hey, hey, hey. We're saving souls and changing lives. Amen. And we're excited about the one who lives on the inside of us. And his name is Jesus the Christ. Amen. So we just want to continue to glorify God's name and lift him up. And to help you live an excellent quality life in and through him. Amen. Hey, listen, and let me tell you, it definitely, most definitely, not just um, living for the Lord, but it blesses your life in such an awesome way that you actually enjoy your life and everything about it. But we got a lot of growing up to do. <laughs> Ooh, I'm telling you, when I, the more of the Word of God that I'm learning, the more that I'm seeing that a lot of things that we were taught were just wrong, and out of out of just not knowing, all right, or some with ignorance, okay, and some not. There's a lot of good things we've learned, but we can stand to be uh, uh, back on the to stay on the Potter's wheel because we do have glitches, amen, and we have some blemishes, and we have some things that are going on in our lives that just need attention and you know what that's okay amen that's okay because there's always room for what improvement and listen um don't be afraid to adjust and to make changes and to say sorry all right listen it's all right all right because what what the lord is trying to do is get pride in a negative sense out of your way out of your life just period because the Bible says pride comes before destruction and a halty spirit before fall. And pride has a way of jamming everybody up if it's not used and applied correctly. Amen. So let's pray. Father, we love you. We give you all glory, honor, praise, and thanks that you have allowed us to wake up to see another day and to experience another day of your love father and another opportunity to do right by you and by everyone attached to us father and lord we thank you for the blood of your son jesus who died on the cross for all of our sins on calvary's cross thank you father for your light so shining in our lives this day that men will see our good works and glorify our father in heaven thank you for that lord Thank you, Father. Oh, you know I can never thank you enough for just your love, Lord God, that is just overwhelming in every area of our lives. And I'm thank I'm so grateful for that, Lord, because I'm learning you more and more. And we're we're grateful for that. And Lord, you know I appreciate all the people that continuously, each and every Sunday and Wednesday and the, and during the weekday, Lord God, that they are chiming in on these services that they're able to follow us in and through the word of God to see that we're giving them the truth, Lord God, which is your word, and it's helping them, Lord. And I thank you for the consistency of giving your word and the consistency of the ones that continue to follow. Lord, I thank you, Father, and ask you for a fresh anointing, Lord God, on this day to do your will, to bring forth your word in every area of my life on this day. I thank you, Lord God, that may... The words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, I thank you. I glorify your name. We magnify you, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord God, that I separate, Lord, that you separate me from uh, the flesh, Lord God, and in a way to where as though, Lord God, that you're using me wholeheartedly, Father, on this day. We love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. All right. Good morning again, everybody. <laughs> okay. Listen, we're going right back to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. All right. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And we've been, um, we're, 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 we started a new topic on the other day. And, and, and um, our, our title is What your thorn what's your thorn and everybody has one everybody needs a thorn you know 
How, you, how folks would say, oh, that person's just a pain in my backside. Mm-hmm, a reminder. You need a reminder to stay humble. I don't care who you are. You need a reminder. It's very easily to think that you're more than what you are. You know, this, this is why a lot of people uh, try to get promoted on jobs because they want to be in charge. And it's not just the money. They want people to think they're important. <laughs> You know, or so I make more than you, so I'm better than you. No, you're not. You still got to eat and you still got to use the bathroom. All right. And if you're fortunate, the same way as everybody else. All right. You don't have no bag attached to you or somebody got to do it for you, you know, or clean you up. You know, see, all these little things like that mean so much. That's why you should never think you're better than the next person because you might have more material things than them. Listen, God didn't tell you to worship material. He said worship him. And he wants you to be a good steward. Remember that. Never forget that. Be a good steward over everything that he has placed in your care, right? All right, so this thorn in the flesh will help keep you humble. But it just don't help keep you humble for you. It helps you to stay humble for others as well. And it helps to point people to Christ Jesus. See, this younger generation, they are just so, um, I say, confused in the way that uh, a lot of adults that are their parents have been horrible examples of what to do in life when it comes to Christ and family life. I've never seen so many broken up families in my life. I mean, this is just an epidemic, and it's horrible. And again, I'm not putting no one down because it happens, all right? It happens. Listen, I've been there too, all right? I had a child out of wedlock before I met my wife, okay? So I've been there too, and listen, but I said I'm not going to repeat that again. I'm not doing that one. No, no, no. I knew better from the door. But society says it's okay. Well, I found out, guess what happened when that happened? Society kicks you to the curb. They don't even kick you to the curb. They just kick you. And anywhere you land, you just land. And they could care less. And they keep doing what they want to do. I said, oh, no, 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 no. Tony's the one that has to live with this. And, the, and Tony is going to do better. And regardless of what anybody says, I know that I was raised much better than this. And I know greatness is in me, and I'm going to do all the necessary things that I need to do that's correct so that I don't have to repeat that again and so that any wrong does not consume me. See, it only, it only took once. <laughs> Some people, they just keep going and going and going. I, I was talking to my son, right, who's who's a law enforcement officer, and he was telling me how, he says, Dad, you know, I, you know, there's just some men that just, you know, they're, they're old enough to be my pop-pop, and I have to tell them what to do. And do you know they still don't get it? I says, it's sad, right, son? He says, yeah. He says, what happens here is it's, um, I said, a lot of them have, uh, their problems stem from their home life when when they were how they were being raised. I said these broken families, the devil done that purposely, put that out there, because he doesn't want solid structure and order in a person's life. The devil doesn't want that. If he can keep you off balance, that's just what a person will be, off balance. God's word helps to balance us through our entire life, spiritually physically, financially, mentally, all of that, but spiritually first, and then mentally, all right? Because they have to go hand in hand because then that gets in your heart, right? Remember we talked about that? And it brings forth, it produces stability. That's why, listen, there's some things that you went through that hurt you tremendously. Well, guess what? You can use that as a thorn to help keep you humble and not repeat the bad that has happened in your life. You have that opportunity to do that. And the more that you lock in on the word of God, the 
easier it becomes because why? It becomes repetition. You're like, okay, I'm getting this thing. I got this thing, right? Just like the little train that climbed the mountain. Says, I know I can. I know I can. I know I can. And then he conquered the mountain, right? You and I are no different. We're no different. So let's read our theme scripture. Amen. Let's read it. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 7. At least I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations. A thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this, this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Let's, let's stop right there. My strength is made perfect in weakness. You have to go through. You have to go through. And long-suffering, remember how I told you I, I, I hated that as a fruit of the Spirit. I said, Lord, what, what, what in the world you put that in there for? Don't nobody in their right mind want to go through no turmoil and trial, but you have to. And this may sound a little strange, but I've actually learned to love it. And it's actually part of my... My top two favorites, love and, and the long-suffering. You, you could have even sold me on that a couple years ago, or even earlier this year. You couldn't have sold me on that. But I've learned the importance of it and what it's connected to and what it's supposed to do. Boy, it's amazing the stuff that you go through for other people. And then I look at the stuff that I've been through myself, personally, that... Um, I said, boy, my parents and the ones before me, they went through all this and worse just so that I could have the things that I need and, and, and the comforts and the conveniences and the peace and joy. I said, the ones that went before us that didn't have rights and um, they could only go to certain places and do and, they, and I mean, just a whole lot of things that were against them. But yet, they didn't use it for an excuse. Today, too many people are looking for excuses. They're expecting handouts. No, no, no. The only thing we're going to hand out to you is the Word of God. Amen. And now you're going to have to suck it up. You're going to have to put on your big boy pants and your big girl pants and wipe the tears from your eyes and let's get to work. All right? We're going to have to get to work. We can't sit around and pout and expect everything to just go our way and we don't have to do nothing. Well, listen, I beg to differ on that. Yes, you do. Yes, we do. And we got to get our behavior and all of these things under control. All of it. And look, we have a major responsibility in doing this. Now, you know, I talk about my wife a lot because... I have somebody that God has blessed me with that's willing to work with me. And I'm telling you, I'm so grateful for that because I know it does not have to be. So uh, I actually use it as a thorn in my flesh and not in a negative way, but in a positive way to help keep me humble so that I always uh, show my appreciation that we're working together as one. Listen, you may be a, a, a company owner or a supervisor on your job. And don't you know that when your employees or those employees uh, see that you appreciate them, they produce a, uh, a better product because they're, they're appreciated. But listen, if you're not doing these things again at home, forget it. You have to, this has to be a lifestyle to you. This has to be, uh, it has to override all the negative uh, things in your life. And you got to fight for this. It is just, you can't just lay down and just say, okay, uh, uh, all right, it, let, just let it happen. No, you got to make it happen. 
You got to make this thing happen. So we had, uh, we're, we, I just want to, I want to stop there. I didn't want to read the rest of the scriptures, even though I, I probably should. But, but, but listen, God's grace is sufficient for his strength is made perfect in our weakness. All right. Now let's go back to where we left off on Wednesday. And that is Luke, Luke or St. Luke, Luke chapter six. Verses 43 to 45, and we have read that, all right? We have read that, but let's read it again. <laughs> read, Tony. Okay. For a good tree does not bear bad fruit. You agree? All right. Nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Very true. Verse 44. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. Verse 45, a good man, not just any kind of man, right? A good man, a singular, all right? A good man out of the good treasures of his heart. Let, let's just say la right there. Out of the good treasures of his heart. How do we get good treasures in our heart? Remember we talked about that? We just did a whole series on that. What? The one who controls the mind controls the body. Amen. The information that you take in here, where does it go? Into your heart. All right. And then out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Your actions and everything else about you will follow. Amen. And let me tell you, now, being married, you don't always feel like doing what's right. That's where you, you fight through that, and you do what's right. That's why the Bible says, be, all right? That's a command. He's telling you, this is what you need to be. You need to do that, all right? Listen, I don't apologize for telling you it's no time to play games. Ain't no time for no patty cake. We ain't, we ain't no time for that. Listen, we've lost a lot of ground, all right, as a people. We've lost a lot of ground, but yet this is still all part of God's plan, that he is preparing us to meet His to meet the bride. Uh, we're the bride to, we're to meet the groom, meet Christ Jesus, all right? He's preparing us, we're the church, to meet him. So this is all preparation. So it could look like we're losing ground, and technically, we have it. It's, it's unfortunate that these things have to happen, but that doesn't stop us from doing uh, the right things that we need to do. Does not exempt that, all right? We need to keep and stay the course because we still have responsibilities. Make sense? Okay. And you have people that are watching you, all right? Not only just in your home, in your community, everywhere you go, and they need to see excellent examples. They need to see that. Listen, I'll probably never stop telling you that because it doesn't stop. And you do need reminders. I know I do. Listen, there's times I don't feel like doing it. I, I know my daughter, Lorraine, she came over this morning after work. And she said, Dad, I, I got to share this song with you. He said, you used to play it all the time. And I said, wow. I said, yeah. She sent it to my phone. And I started playing it. And you know what she said? She said, I said, you know what, Larray? I said, that song, I said, it brought a lot of tears to my eyes. I said, but that song encouraged me. It encouraged me a lot to stay the course and not give up on your mother and you and your, and, and, you know, and, and your siblings, you know, and, and on a job and everything else. I said, I had to fight through that. I said, and a lot of times I said, I had to go in my car or in privacy and just cry and say, Lord, I need to, I, I need you, Lord. I said, I'm about to lose it and I can't do that. I got to stay the course. I said, because my family needs me, Lord God, and I'm not a quitter and I don't come from a family of quitters. Lord, I got, I got to fight. And, and I said, Lord, and I said, and I, I'm just so grateful. And and let me tell you what, that encouraged my spirit. I must have listened to it 10 times already this morning, that song. All right. So 
verse 45, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good, right? That's what he brings forth, good. No evil, nothing foul, nothing crazy. He, that's all he brings forth. Nothing else. He doesn't bring nothing bad, only good. <laughs> no in between, folks. That's all you're supposed to produce. Good only. Now, you can't keep hanging around knuckleheads and taking in wrong information, all right, and think you're going to produce good because it's a conflict of interest. You know, again, we talked about the one who controls the mind controls the body. Look, listen, that's why, again, this what's your thorn is so important to help keep you humble so that you can always produce good. See, consistency has to happen. It has to happen. There's, there's no, no guessing. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. There's no maybes. It has to happen. Does that make any sense to you? Uh, all right, well, let's move forward some more. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the mouth, the heart, the mouth speaks. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting how um, that can happen to you in your life? That's something, right? What are you putting in here? The way people are treating you is what's in here. If they're not loving you correctly, they don't want to. <laughs> that's it. Look, that's it. You know, um, my somebody labeled my wife, uh, some folks label my wife as she's a spoiled wife. Yeah, she is. <laughs> I didn't start it. Her daddy started it and her, her, her brothers and mom, they started that with her. And all. I just keep it going and listen. And I'm not sorry about that. Because they were showing her how she needs to be treated. And, and not in a way as of a spoiled brat. Because she's a very good worker. She's very loyal. She's very diligent to whatever she does. And the things that she do, she gives it all. She gives it her all. She puts her heart into what she does. And, and I've noticed that from, from the door. And I appreciate that. Because her focus is not to impress people. It's to just do what's right. This is the right thing to do. Let's do it right so it doesn't come back and bite you in your backside. So what I do is I use that to my advantage. I use it to my advantage. Treat her good and keep her in that element of comfortableness that she wants to do. So I'll buy her flowers just because. We don't, we don't have to have nothing bad. It don't need to be no anniversary. It don't need to be Mother's Day or Valentine's Day just because. In fact, I don't buy her flowers on Valentine's Day because that's the day that's set aside that people feel as though they have to be forced to do it. No, I'm not forcing to do nothing. Nuh-uh. Nope, nope, nope. Do it just because. The flowers for it just because I just love you and I appreciate what you do. And I don't take those little things for granted because I know you don't have to do that, but you do that because you love me. And I'm so grateful that you do. And the more that we focus in and lock in, guess what? The better off we become. And I say, wow, so what am I doing? Producing love in my home. Now, I've seen so many relationships that are horrible, that are horrible. Look, I said, I'm not going to do that. I know what that brings to the table. I told you, I love my mom, but my mom cheated on my dad. And I didn't like it because I knew what it brought to the table. It changed things in our home. And I grew up nice. And But that one thing there was a, whew, I said, you know what? I don't want that in my life. Now, my dad had cancer for 20 years. He broke his back, and he lived with that. My dad was kind of bedridden, but yet he still paid all the bills. He still maintained his home. He maintained a good home. He kept everything taken care of properly, and he had health issues. Well, I guess it must have got to my mom at one time. I don't know. I don't put her down for it. You know, God rest their souls. You know, they... 
they still took care of all 10 of us. All right, all 10 of us. We didn't need for anything. Wanted, but we didn't need. And of course, we all want, don't we? But when your needs are met, and God promises you that he'll take care of your needs. I look at the stability that came from that. My mom was just a very aggressive woman. And she, what she wanted, she went after. And uh, just so happened, she fed that one thing. And they don't take much. Listen, uh, the woman is the weaker vessel. And that doesn't give her an excuse. All right. But because I seen what that could bring to the table, I said I didn't want that. So to me, that's a thorn. To me, says, I have to work the good part of my wife and continue to bring that out in her, all right, to not only show her that she's better than what she even thinks she ever, that she thinks she is. So through my actions, I have to display that because she is. And guess what? So are you. God says that a woman's beauty is far F-A-R, far above rubies. Now, you know, a ruby is the most valuable jewel on the planet. The most. And a woman's beauty is far above that. In other words, a ruby doesn't even come close to her. Are you loving that woman in your life, that wife, your daughters, all right, or that girlfriend? All right, without having sexual relationship with her, are you loving her far above rubies to show her her potential that greatness is nothing but all in and through her and that that's never supposed to cease and that is supposed to continuously grow through the words in your conduct, sir? Yes, sir. That you are to make sure that she is always happy that she is always taken care of and provided for. And guess what? That is a challenge for each man. And women, you already see the men that failed that in that category, haven't you? Haven't you seen that? You've experienced that. And this is why a lot of times you put your guard up so high because you don't want to be hurt no more. God has never designed man or woman to be hurt with loving one another. That's why God says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world. How many times through your behavior are you hurting God? He loves you. And he's given you a, a, a person of the opposite sex to love to practice loving with. Practice makes perfect. I can't do this for nobody else's home because I'm only married to one person. That's what the Bible says. One. So I'm loving the one I'm with, right? Now, if she died yesterday, then our contract is up. Or if I died yesterday, then our contract is up, right? But that didn't happen. Thank God she's still living and so am I. So this is just another opportunity to practice love. Does that make sense? Now, if you try to do it outside the home, I'm going to tell you what happens. It brings all kind of turmoil. All right. And I've seen so many women that just, they just want to be loved. That's it. And so do the guys. And a lot of them are afraid. They are terrified. And guess what? That's a thorn on their side that shakes. It's like a rattlesnake. He warns a person before he strikes. When they get too close, you hear that rattle, rattle, rattle. He just rattles away. He's warning you that it's about to happen. He's about to sink his fangs in you. So back off. Listen, it's the same thing. See, that thorn needs to be stern in an individual so that it doesn't move, all right? And listen, your motive should always be pure and clean because out of the good treasures of a man, a good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth what? Good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasures of his heart brings forth what? 
evil things. That's it, ladies. There's no in-between if he or she is not respecting you and they're not loving you. You need to leave them alone. You need to get you together and regroup your standards. You need to do that. Listen, that individual has put themselves in a the category to be a thorn in your flesh. Amen. They put, they put themselves in that position. Now you use it to your advantage. Okay. You do not deserve to be mistreated. You listen, and not only you, that will stem to your children. And they'll think that's normal for you to be abused. That's not good. This is the cycle of life that we are experiencing on a tremendous level of disappointment today in society that people believe and think that mistreatment is normal behavior. No, that's evil. The Bible calls that evil. Let's call it just what it is. It's evil. And God does not expect us to function that way. And you know, a lot of cliches are, are said out there, and there's a lot of truth in them, but do you have to live it? Be careful of the cliches. The, listen, a female dog, you know what that's called, the B word? When I was growing up, that got you beat up. Now women are tattooing it on their bodies and putting it on their vehicles. No, you're not a female dog. You're not a dog. You're a woman. You're created in God's image and his likeness. Your beauty is far above rubies. Greatness is in you. There are men that are desiring a, a good woman. That is, she... Her loyalty is to God and him and to the children and building a home together. Her loyalty is there. She doesn't have a problem with that. And if you do, you need to work on that. Stay loyal to God and to that one man that God has placed in your life. If they're abusing you, walk away from the abuse. I'm telling you that. Yes, Pastor Knight is saying that. Walk away from the abuse. Love does not abuse you. It doesn't abuse you. There is a difference. Long-suffering is not abuse. It's going through, all right? We're, we're, hopefully, we'll get to that today. It's going through, not only for you, but for others, to point them to Christ Jesus. Okay, uh, so now let's go to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. So we got to go in reverse. <laughs> We got to go in reverse. <laughs> Matthew chapter 13, uh, verses 1. Well, we got a lot to read here. All right. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, 1 through 23. Isn't that something? Well, let's start. On the same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea. And a and, and great multitudes were gathered together to him so that he got into a boat and sat and the whole multitude stood on the shore. That, that was his pulpit. Now, let's, let's say lie there just for a second, a minute or so. I know you got a lot of pastors, including me, uh, I've had a lot of training on how you should build your church. And this was never one of the scriptures. Everything was not scripture. Everything is what they thought. The Bible says, if I be lifted up, not me, not Pastor Knight, but Christ Jesus, I'll draw all men unto me. The Bible says, signs and wonders shall follow his word, God's word. And... The multitude shall follow. All right. Now, this is what Christ did. He preached the word of God and multitudes followed. They couldn't wait to hear the word of God again because they knew signs and wonders are supposed to follow the word of God. This is what's been lacking today. This is why God has you watching this service, these services, because the messages that God has given me has produced miracles in your lives. 
and you've been seeing signs and wonders and there is and has been a major difference in your life or you wouldn't be wasting your time. God is using me to be a blessing to you. But believe me, I go through some long suffering or if I can say some long suffering. Whew. So that thorn in the flesh is not only there for me. Listen, it's there to help you. And I'm so grateful that God has chosen me and my wife or my wife and I to go through this together to help benefit you. And it's blessing us in the process. Does it make sense? Now, and I went through a long time. And I can't tell you the ones that tried to ruin our marriage from before it started. God ordained my marriage. And I know he did. I know he placed my wife and I together. And we work very good together as a team. We're, we're always practicing that with each other. We always are looking out for each other. We've been doing that since day one, my wife and I, from the time we started dating, our first date, and our conversation, and where, what we were, you know, what we talked about. And we've been doing the same thing ever since. It has not changed from day one. We've been working it, and we still work it. We still look out for each other and, and make sure that each other is good and, and listen and I know that she's spoiled, but guess what? So am I. Look, she takes care of my, my clothes. Listen, whatever she takes out, I wear. <laughs> I don't ask no questions. Yeah, and I cook for her. Yeah, I enjoy cooking. I cook for her. I've done it from day one. And, and guess what? I, I still do it. Listen, no problem. Nothing's changed there. All right? We still, listen, uh, we still got to eat, right? We still got to drink, and I enjoy doing it. Okay, and me being retired, so that's even more of an excuse to make sure that she's comfortable and you get your rest. You got to work. You're taking care of people in that hospital, and, and you can't afford to mess up. That's some that's somebody's loved one, all right, and they're expecting the best of care, and you got to get your rest. And I want to make sure that I do my part to help her get her rest. Is, is something wrong with that? If something happens to you and your loved one, don't you take them to the hospital because why? They need the best care. Does that make sense? Well, if all hell is breaking loose in our home and she's not comfortable, she's not going to give you the best service. I'm going to tell you that. She's not going to give you the best service. You need her to give you the best. Not only her, everybody, the entire team. Does it make sense? So I'm responsible for who? To make sure that my teammate, my wife, is good. Does that make sense to you? And, and listen, the adversary, the devil, hates that. He hates that with every nook and cranny in him. He hates that. But he's already lost. And, I'm, and we know it. And we act on what we're supposed to do, not what people say we're supposed to do. What does the book say we're supposed to do? And we do that. 30-something years of marriage, excuse me, 30 years, 5 months, and 20 days of marriage to the same woman, that's a lot of work. And guess what? It did not go, it does not go one way. It's both ways. Just like I put in work, so does she. And we're growing together as one. The Bible says, let no man put asunder what God has joined together. That means let no man separate that, that husband and that wife. All right, now, I don't want to get into that too much because there are some reasons, okay? All right, infidelity being one and physical abuse being another. All right, now, uh, I'll, I'll leave that there. I don't want to get into all that because that's for another day and another time. All right, now, verse number three. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying... Behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of the earth, of earth, excuse me. But when the sun was up, they were scourged. And because they had no root, 
they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Now, when it talks about seeds, the seeds that you've sown, you, listen, the ministry that God has blessed my wife and I with, Christ Community Church, has been a blessing to you and you watching and taking in the word of God has also, listen, you've been sowing your seed into good ground. Now, I know a lot of you don't give financially to this ministry, and we don't pressure that. We never pressure that. There's a, a, a very small percentage of people that do, very small. I can count them on one hand, all right, that give to this ministry. And God blesses our ministry where we're still doing all right, we're still doing finance. It all it all costs. Everything we do costs. Feeding the widows, feeding the seniors, that costs. Gas is not cheap. All right, and supplies are not cheap. And we don't complain. Says God, you'll supply. And guess what God does? He supplies. And our ministry is still going forth. Phone bills. I mean, come on now. Just like you have bills, so do we. And what we do, we sow back into the ministry. And God blesses us what? It, it, some yielded, okay, on a crop, you get a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. The ones that deposit in our ministry, listen, we always pray that God blesses you with a hundredfold. But some might be 30, some might be 60. That's between you and God. That's not between uh, you and I. That's between you and God. I had somebody sent uh, some money the other day. They sent $20 to the ministry, all right, through our uh, one of our cash apps. And I, I, I said, oh, thank you. That was real nice of you. He said, listen, he says, this is between me and God. And he says, and this is what I do because God has blessed me through your ministry. And this is just, and you keep doing what you're doing. And this is to help you offset the, offset the expenses of the ministry. And just like a church, all right, the bit. There's all kinds of expenses. And a lot of our expense, we do boots on the ground. I just don't sit back in the office and chill. Now, I'm boots on the ground. I'm making deliveries to people's houses, food. All right. Now, we do as much as we can because, you know, we, we, we kind of got to work through this pandemic. I got to do the same things you got to do. I got to be careful. All right. Even cautious where we get the food and we take food at. We go an hour one way to pick it up and we'll deliver an hour and 15, 20 minutes the other way or an hour and a half the other way. And this there's nothing for us to feed a lot of people every week. Well, that costs. And I'm grateful that God blesses. So seeds that are being sown, you sow all kinds of seeds. All right. And because this is a ministry. And again, we put zero pressure on our people. Zero. And I am so grateful for that, that we're financially free, that God has blessed our ministry where we owe no man nothing but to love him. And we prayed for that from day one, and we always stayed debt-free. And that is always our goal, to be a debt-free ministry. Amen? So that we don't have to depend on people to give to us, all right, if they choose not to or if they don't have it. God supplies, and what he blesses us with, we use. Amen? And then my pension and my wife's checks or whatever extra income we have coming in is just us. That's ours. All right. But we don't depend on the church, the people to give to support us, you know, and I'm so grateful for that because a lot of people feel as though that that happens. And and it does in some cases. All right. But that was part of our prayer that we don't have to depend on that, that I had. We have no problem with working. All right. And I did my part. So I'm good for the rest of my life. I don't have to work for nobody no more. Thank you, Jesus. And let me tell you, that's a good position to be in. So you keep working that good job and don't let people discourage you. And you keep taking in the word of God and, and let it work for you so it benefits you. Amen. So it benefits you and the ones attached to you. Amen. All right. Now, I just wanted to share that because we're talking about seeds and sowing into good ground. 
and this ministry, as you see, is good ground and blessing you. And that's what we're expecting. And that's what I want. And listen, that's what keeps you coming back because you see it working for you. Does that make sense to you? Because if it wasn't working, you wouldn't do it, right? Okay. All right. Okay. I know that was a lot. Um, now let's read. Okay. Verse 9. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Uh, what would I say we want to read up to? Uh, 23. Whew. And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak? To them in parables. He answered and said to them, Who's he? Jesus. Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For whoever has for whoever has to him more will be given, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have even what he has will be taken away from him. See, this is where your seeds, see, you can't just sit on your seeds and do nothing with it. Now, I'm retired, right, from my natural job, okay? And as I share, I get, I get a few checks every month, all right, that come in to uh, provide for my wife and I, as if I'm still working, okay, because I put my time in, right? Now, my wife is still working her job, all right, so that that happens on her part as well, right? Well, I can't do that for her, but what I do do is participate with her to help keep that going so that it works in her favor. And when it works in her favor, it works in my favor. So what am I doing? Sowing into good ground, all right? Now... It's the same thing when you give an offering. It talks about in Malachi chapter 3. Will a man rob God, yet he robs him in tithe and offering? All right. Now, I didn't write none of this down today, folks. This is just coming. All right. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yet he robbed him in tithes and offering. Uh, he asked for a tenth. All right. Well, we've done that for many a years, and God has blessed us. All right. Some people say, well, you keep a new car all the time. Well, you weren't there when I was riding my bicycle to work 20 miles each way, rain, snow, or shine, before I met my wife. And then when my wife and I, we were together, we gave away nice cars. And we could have sold them and got like $5,000 plus for it. And we gave them away to a family in need. The Lord said, give it to the family. I said, okay. He blessed us with another car. And we had no problem with giving away things. And we don't hold that or we don't even tell people who we give it to. We just do it. And we've done that numerous of times. And we've also had things stolen from us. I said, Lord, what happened here? Said, Lord, Lord, they stole our property. He says, you allowed that corporation to steal our property that was ours? How did they get away with that? Then we come to find out years later why God didn't want us to have that. Because now it's a haven for crime. I said, oh, didn't see that happening in that nice area? Well, it's not as nice no more. Oh, so we would have raised our children and, and been subject to mess down the road. See, God sees down the road where well, you don't see it. That's why he tells you to have faith and trust in him. So what my wife and I do, we don't complain no more when something doesn't work right as we feel as though it should work. What we do is we back off of that, right? We back off of that and say, Lord, have your way. Lord, whatever it is that you have for us, is what we want to do. And then we keep moving forward with that. And we're so grateful. And then we were flipping houses to make some extra money. Then this last house, the Lord said, stay put. <laughs> we don't want to stay put, Lord. We want we want that 2,000 square foot home that, you, that we were looking at with, with the two acres cleared. Right? <laughs> he, he said, no. You stay put because I got an assignment for you right where you're at. And let me tell you, we're so grateful for where we for where we live. You know, one income takes care of everything. That's a smart thing to do, men and women. You to have a home where one income takes care of everything. So that you're able to do the extra things. You know, some people say, How are you able to do that? Well, we, we didn't go buy a, a five million dollar home. We didn't do that. We bought something very practical. So somebody got sick, 
and one income can take care of it. Does that make sense to you? And it opens up. Now, however that works for you, all right? It, it, and then I'm grateful because, listen, uh, we had to learn that. My wife and I learned a whole lot on the grind together. We actually grew up together, not in the same community, but as a husband and wife. The two shall become one. So with us sowing into the good ministries, all right, uh, financially, it blessed our lives and it blessed our finances, all right, to the point where uh, we're still expecting some other blessings to happen, but we got to grow up uh, spiritually. So mentally, I got to keep, my wife tells me, keep doing what you're doing. So we got to keep doing what we're doing. Uh, getting the word of God in us and exercising the word of God correctly by being doers of the word, not hearers only, so that we can reap the benefits because we're sowing into good ground. That makes sense to you? So because I'm expecting better and more. I really am. And and we're just not expecting for us. We're expecting that to, to have more to be a blessing to the body of Christ and to others. And, and let me tell you what, and to be in position so that we're able to help people out and they don't even know we're helping them out financially. That we can filter money through organizations legally, all right, so that it's a blessing to the body of Christ. And what's attached to that? A group of people. A group of people, all right. Uh, uh, you you have financial institutions, right? Does that make sense? Uh, listen, you you have uh, financial groups, all right. It might be the Bible Brothers, all right. I don't know, but you know, and and, and we're helping out uh, millions of people every day, financially, you know, and you don't know who they are. Well, that's a beautiful position to be in. That's called humility. See, my wife and I, we, we believe that we don't need our, we don't need to be recognized for everything. We, we really like staying humble and, and in the cut so that no one knows what we're doing. We really like that. But because I'm a pastor, it, it, it's hard not to do that because you're out in the forefront. That's just the ministry that God's given us. So, but what God has done was put us in the forefront because we want to stay in the background. So what we do is, we have to work those little things in our home to keep them at bay so that it doesn't multiply in the negative, but only multiply in the, po in the positive. Amen. I can't tell you how many people say, you're not no preacher, you're not no pastor. I don't believe them <laughs> because I, I need this type of training. I need that type of training. I'm getting it right here in the book. All right. This is, and listen. I can't fool you because you're reading this for yourself and you're seeing it for yourself. And all I'm doing is God has given me what to give to you. All right. And what he's doing is opening it up from me to give to you. And now you apply it. Does that make sense? Right. Okay. So it's not rocket science. It's not rocket science. But you keep giving and you watch how God does exceedingly abundantly gives you 30, 60, or 100 times what you've given. All right. And listen, sometimes it's not money. You may not have the money. I'm retired. I give a lot of my time, about 95% of my time, if not more, goes right back to this ministry. And my wife lets me do it. But, excuse me, I make sure that I spend time with my wife. I make sure that we date at least at least a minimum of once to twice a week, if not three times. All right. The more the merrier. In fact, we we all we hung out as a family on Friday night. We had family dinner. We all went out to dinner. And I'm grateful for that. And my our children loved it. And so did we to spend time with our grown children. But listen, it takes time to do that. It, you have to put in the time. And my wife and I are looking at the work that we put in with our children, that, that they don't get fired from their jobs, that they're good workers, that they're stable. And do they have problems? Yeah, like anybody else. But let's, don't let them consume you. 
Let's, 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 uh, you know, we're here to help you get through, but they got to see the stability in you. See, see that thorn in the flesh, even though our children are grown, they're still watching us and they still need guidance. It never stops. And it don't even stop when God calls you home because your good works, the Bible says, will follow you. Your good works will follow you. I need all these things to happen. Sir, you need all that to happen to you as well. That woman that's in your life loves you. Stop mistreating her. You stop doing that. And you focus in on what God has given you, what you need to do, your assignment. All right? Listen, when you love them correctly, listen, there's nothing, nothing at all that they won't do for you that's right. Amen? I'm going I'm to stop right there. What's that? Verse number 10? We're going to stop right there at verse number 10. All right, and we're gonna pick we're gonna pick that up. All right, I'm gonna I gotta write that down. <laughs> All right, because you know I gotta remember here now. I'm a human. That we picked that up on Wednesday. That sound good? That we picked that up on Wednesday. God, God's will. All right. Let's listen. This takes time. This takes time. This is why I don't like to rush the Word of God. I don't like to do that. And and don't ever ask me to do that. Not going to rush it. We're going to take our time and get this thing right. Listen, your life depends on that. I don't want not a one person that has locked into the ministry that God has given my wife and I to fail in life in zero areas. I want every area of your life my wife and I desires through the word of God to be prosperous. The Bible says, above all, I wish that you prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. God wants a balance in your life, spiritually, mentally, physically, financially. All of that together works together as one at the same time. And that thorn, whatever your thorn is, will keep you humble so that you don't get above yourself. I've had conversations with people, and I've watched them grow. And I said, listen, please stay humble. You stay humble. Be careful. Because it's very easily think that you're more than what you are. Stay humble, and you'll hear more from God, and he'll, bless, he'll get more to you. He'll get more to you. You'll have more to your access. This is how, listen, we change everything. And listen, we're supposed to be the lenders and not the borrowers. The bank should be coming to us. The government should be coming to us and say, hey, how are you doing that? Can you show me? Can you teach us how you're doing that? I have a lot of people to come to me. How, how do you keep your marriage going privately? And I share with them the things. Now it's up to you to use the tools. And then I'm one of them guys. I say, hey, listen, I'm here. You just give me a call. But don't expect me to play patty cake with you now. You got to do right. And you got to stay the course. Amen. Listen, all this starts by you inviting Christ Jesus in. Amen. And the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thine heart that Christ has been raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the mouth confession is made unto righteousness. You may have made that confession and went back on your word. Jesus said he's married to the backslider. He said, you left me. I did not leave you. So let's repeat after me. You want to invite the Lord Jesus and say, Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. I receive you as my Savior, Master, and Lord. Satan, you no longer have a stronghold on me in Jesus name. Amen. Hey, heaven rejoices when one soul gets saved. Guess what? So do I. Hey, this ministry is being a blessing to you. Please share this on your page. We have to we have to get to billions of people. We want to get to every ear in this world. All right? This ministry, these messages, all right? To help point them to Christ, to help them do better. Listen, you deserve to be loved correctly, and God is doing that. But guess what? How about we just continue to practice? Love you. 
If Christ don't come back, see you when. I'll see you on Wednesday evening. Enjoy the rest of your day.